So, blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. <coughs> I can't match that. <coughs> oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> whose spikes are higher? They're pretty equal. Your is actually, like, mine were more even high, but you had a crescendo, and your crescendo topped out mine. Yay! Mm -hmm. Matched and surpassed. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and by noise per square inch, I'm, I'm a noisier one. <laughs> You're more powerful. You just have sheer mass. <laughs> yes, I have mass and volume. <laughs> oh, dear. It's all fine. It's all fine. It's all fine. <laughs> it's raining once again. It's raining, setting the mood for our lovely time of crime and cocktails. Yeah, mm. we have the fire on. We have the rain hitting the skylight. And we are prepared to welcome you all. Welcome to Crime by the Bar. I'm Jonathan. I'm Anna. It's t t Tuesday? Tuesday. It is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. I try to compensate <laughs> <You> confidently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you weren't quite sure there. Um, it is indeed Tuesday. Mm -hmm. We hope your week is going well so far. And that you at least had a tiny little orange moment inspired by the King's Day slash Queen's Day slash... Whatever happened this weekend? Yeah, things <laughs> happened. Mm, I'm pretty sure they did. I got, um, actually we both bought uh, vessels. I bought oh, yes. um, a whole bunch of vintage crystal glasses from various people. And <laughs> at the very end of the day, I spent the, all of the money I had left in my pocket on a very ugly chipped porcelain swan. Really? Yes. Huh. Because I saw it and went, oh, I know he'll love that. And then picked it up, not realizing it's chipped on one side already. And uh, and it was like, how much is it? Like this much. Like, uh, I have this much. Sure, fine. So it, it was ugly. I probably only paid like two euros for it, but I feel like I was robbed. That's weird. I kind of match you as well. I also picked something up thinking like, oh no, I know who I'm getting this for. And it was a tiny like uh, porcelain... Chinese aristocrat caricature with a fan and stuff on it. Okay. Um, but also uh, not so sure about that purchase right now. But it was 50 cents. So Yeah, like <laughs> it's a lot cheaper cheaper than the counterfeit Mario helium balloon. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it didn't, it, it was super merry was what it said on it. And I'm pretty sure it was half helium, <laughs> half air because the thing didn't even go straight up. Oh. And I'm just like, how much? Wow, okay. Really? Like, mm -hmm. like <laughs> fine, whatever. So here's your money. And DVDs. I no DVDs some. this year. Did you get DVDs? I got five DVDs. I don't even have a DVD player anymore. Really? I don't own a laptop that has a disk drive. Oh, right. Yeah, now you're checking yours going, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, this is definitely not my work laptop but i have another <laughs> private laptop at home which does have it and my computer and you know playstation and xbox and all these things i don't have my xbox hooked up anymore hmm. i can't remember the last time i played it probably when i had some friends over hmm. okay we should probably launch into our crimes i guess we should yeah we're pretty good so this week not sure who's gonna be worst i think you might have mentioned that you're a bit more gruesome than normal. 
Um, it's not altogether pleasant. Mm. I I don't know. My my instinct is saying you've been you've been pretty bad recently, and you're probably going to be bad again. <laughs> I've been pretty bad. I'm trying to turn around. Yeah. I couldn't quite get there this time. Um, so mine is very high on the creep factor, slightly slightly high on the humanity. Not very gory. Maybe I win then. I wouldn't have thought mine would have been worse. The only thing I'm worried about is that it is kind of a downer. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Because I don't know. I, I need feedback. Mine's mine's not very upbeat either. Um, mm. And it rates pretty highly on on everything. Gore, <laughs> creep factor and humanity. Okay, so, then you're yeah. probably worst. Yeah? <laughs> then we can do that. Uh, we can have mine and... Well, we can spin a bit and then focus on the happiness of drinks in the end. Hey. Mm. Okay, we'll do that. All right, um, you're going first. Yes. Yeah, before I begin, can we can we say hi to our uh, friend and listener um, in the US, Amy? Thank you for leaving a review. It was Hello, really Amy. lovely. Hi, Amy. Um, <laughs> if you want us to say something in our magical accents, especially for you, give us a shout. We will. <laughs> But yeah, thanks a lot. We we love your reviews um, and they really help us out. So please keep them coming. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I will ask you if you've ever heard of Birna, Brian's daughter in Iceland. I would have assumed it was Iceland, but uh, no, I have not. Okay, so um, I'm going to start by educating people a little bit. In case you don't know, Iceland is, well... It's not that it's small, it's just the population is really low. Um, Yeah, it's like about 350,000 people and homicides are really, really rare in the country. So they had no homicides in 2003, 2006, 2008. Um, The maximum they ever really have in the year is maybe two. Mm. Um, It's it just it doesn't happen. Um, So it's a it's a pretty safe place to be all in all. So. I will tell you about um, Birna Bryan's daughter, um, which I assume is just like similar to the way you would construct surnames with uh, son of and daughter of and that kind of thing. Well, pretty much. But in um, as far as I know, it's still pretty much 100% patronymical. Is that the word? Patro? No, I don't know. Well, basically, you always like your surname will always be your father's name plus either a son or daughter depending on your okay uh, so that would be like um traditional gaelic as well for constructing surnames mm. so you have knee or new depending on whether you're a son of or a yes. daughter of yes yeah. you have told me this before yeah 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 so true. like if you're this this is before surnames were anglicized so you have a lot of anglicized irish names that are not really gaelic names anymore but mm. traditionally that's the way they did it as well mm. but yeah well Birna um, was 20 years old and she lived in a really small town uh, on the outskirts of Reykjavik. Um, it was called Brioholt. I, uh, hmm. I actually wrote it down phonetically in the hopes that I would say it correctly, uh. but I don't know if it is. <laughs> um, it's, it's on the outskirts. It's like four kilometers away from Reykjavik. Um, she lived with her dad and her cat. Oh, Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> What was the cat's name? I have no idea. I have no idea. And I actually did look for it. So <laughs> if you know... I doubt that you did. Yeah. If you know the cat's name, let me know. Um, <laughs> so on Friday the 13th of, <gasps> I know, um, of January 2017, uh, the Reykjavik 
Grapevine, which is an English language Icelandic magazine, was hosting a party. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I was actually hoping for, you know, the general Reykjavik grapevine, like, oh, the rumor spread and such. (laughs) No, no, it's like a specific magazine. Um, (laughs) You can check it out. They have a pretty decent website for uh, what's going on. And it's it's everything from like news to hotspots to everything else. Um, They were throwing a party uh, at a bar called The Hoora. Um, The Hoora? Again, I wrote it phonetically. So, yeah. I have no idea how it's spelled anymore. <laughs> well, I can't help that much, sorry. <laughs> and uh, it, it closes at 4.30 in the morning, but she was there until 2. At that point, she left. Um, she, so she was with all of her friends in the evening, um, the whole way through until 2 a.m. At that point, she left, but we think she was convinced by, by someone or a group of people to stay. So she ended up staying after all. And she was there until until the bar closed. So... You know, it's Iceland. It's going to be cold. Um, that night it was about minus five degrees Celsius, which is like 23 degrees Fahrenheit, hmm. which sounds kind of ridiculous to me because I don't get Fahrenheit at all. <laughs> just Fahrenheit like, is weird. I don't I don't get it. Reykjavik's pretty small, but there's a lot of CCTV. So you can actually Uh-oh. watch CCTV following almost all of her movements from when she leaves the bar. It's it's pretty cool. Um, cool. Yeah. So it means they have a really clear picture of her last steps and um, mm. you can you can quite easily map it out. She essentially left the bar and started walking away around five o'clock. And she seemed all right. She's like walking pretty purposefully um, down the street. She walks a couple hundred meters to actually a place that's still there. Um, it's a kebab shop. She got a falafel pitta and then she does a, a little tiny double back in herself, taking a route that goes down towards um, a local park and a taxi rank. Hmm. But she walks past the taxi rank. She doesn't turn down the street, but she does walk past it okay. um, and heads on towards the bus station. Um, it is amazing, but still a little bit creepy to be able to trace everything so exactly. Yeah, this this all happens over about a half hour period, um, maybe a little bit more. And um, so it's around 5.30 at this point. Buses don't start until 7am. It's possible she didn't have the money to get a taxi home, but it's also possible she just didn't want to because taxis mm. have a really bad reputation in Iceland. Oh. Yeah, just... Kind of the the typical bad stories you'd hear anywhere about yeah. them starting the meter before they arrive to pick you up or just oh. doubling the fare charge. Also, same thing as like Ubers in London with uh, sexual assaults and doing nothing to stop yeah. it. Like it's, it, there's some really bad stories. Yeah, my mind went to the sexual assaults. So <laughs> I, I thought I was going to be pleasantly surprised when you mentioned the meter uh, fiddling. But yeah. No, no, no. It's like a whole host of things just scaling up. Yeah. Um, but as she's going further on the journey she's getting more and more disorientated she's stumbling at a certain point like she she really can't even hold her head up she's still kind of walking with purpose but she's not able to walk straight any longer Mm. and she's kind of it's not quite stumbling but it's in that sort of ballpark and she even walks right into a guy who's chatting to a friend Mm. and and she just keeps going as if nothing happened the What's kind of interesting is the two guys she walks into, um, if you go back a little bit in the CCTV, mm-hmm. you notice they're actually walking towards her. But when they spot her, mm-hmm. they stop and turn to each other and wait for her to pass. Hmm. And one of them actually steps backwards half a step. So then she does walk into him. Wait, so steps backwards in into her, her path. path. Yeah. Huh. It's a bit weird. And then, you know, 
one of them's looking, the other one's talking, and then the other one, the one who's looking is being talked at and then looks away quite suddenly. Mm. Um, and there's this Kia car behind them as well that's still got the engine running. It's it's all a little bit weird. Um, that sounds creepy. And and she just keeps stumbling on. It, it looks like she might have said something to them, but not looking at them, just shouting something at them or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she keeps going. Um, and the last time she's picked up on CCTV is at a place called the Lebowski, as in Big Lebowski, hey. um, the Lebowski Bar. At this point, she's taken a kind of weird detour. Imagine her walking down like a straight road, like, mm. like well, any overtone, whatever. She's walking down like a really straight road, and then she takes uh, a turn, 45 degrees down another little sort of side street, mm-hmm. um, just to go back and rejoin the main road. Hmm. And it's somewhere around there we lose her. So she's last seen at the Lebowski bar um, on their CCTV. It's it's closed um, at 24 minutes past five. Hmm. There's another CCTV camera about 30 meters further up the street, but there's no sign of her on the footage. We do see a red Kia on the footage shortly after, which may or may not have been the same Kia hmm. that we saw a little bit earlier when she stumbled past those two guys. Yeah. So by 5.50, which is... Half an hour later, um, the car is seen about 15 minutes drive south. So somehow there's 15 minutes that have disappeared in the span of them getting there. Mm. It's near a golf club. Um, and by 10 past six in the morning, the car is at Halfnarf Harbour. I can I can show you that because I actually do have it written down. And that's probably why I'm pronouncing it so badly. This. Uh Yeah. So they're there at a harbour. <laughs> And this is the car that's seen on, on footage. Um, there's a Greenlandic trawler called the Polar uh, Nanok, um, which had been docked at the harbour that evening. Mm-hmm. Two men were seen getting out of the, the red Kia. Um, they spoke for about two minutes and then one of them boarded the boat and the other one got back into the car and drove away. At this point, we didn't have really any information about it. it people just knew by the next day that she was missing. So this was things that turned up over the next kind of week. Mm. Um, the car was discovered to be a rental um, and the men were from the crew of the boat. Traces of Berna's DNA, blood as well as other traces, were found in the car. There were splatter on the ceiling um, and in the back seat and there was so much that it looked like if it, if it was all from blood, it, it could have been a gun. We know it wasn't a gun, but it could have been. Or it could have been uh, vomit if, if she'd been sick and hmm. it had been messy. Later on, her ID was found in a trash can on the boat and one of her snow-covered shoes that were Doc Martens were found on the Tuesday that followed. So this all happened early hours of Saturday morning. Um, So one of her DMs was found on Tuesday morning, 300 metres from the boat at the harbour. Also, she did have her phone with her, but the phone stopped producing a signal two minutes after the car was seen on CCTV by the golf club. Hmm. And where it was pinging made sense that the phone, at the very least, was in the car. Okay. And based on what happened to the phone signal, it would make sense that it was manually switched off. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the car was traced on Wednesday morning, um, so that's the 18th of January now. It was traced to a guy called Thomas Muller Olsen. He was 25 and he was a crewman. He was the one who was seen on the CCTV returning to the car when the other guy, who was then identified as a guy called Nikolai Olsen, same surname but not related, mm-hmm. um, Nikolai was 27. Nikolai was the one who reboarded the ship and Thomas was the one who got back in the car. Mm-hmm. 
the car they knew had traveled 150 kilometers between 7 a.m. and 11:30 a.m. and if they were just going between the two towns of Reykjavik and the harbor, it would have only gone 30 kilometers. So they didn't really know how that worked. Um, Whenever the the car was traced to to these two crewmen, the trawler was intercepted and forced to return to Iceland. And when this happened, they found 20 kilograms of hash, which Hmm. were connected to Thomas. So the 25-year-old, the car driver guy. Okay. So... Thomas already had a criminal record for dealing drugs in Greenland. Um, and apparently he'd picked up Nikolai from the English pub earlier on the night of the the disappearance. Mm-hmm. So Nikolai um, at the English pub had participated in this game where you spin a kind of... I, is it Wheel of Fortune where you do that thing and you spin it and it goes tick, 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 tick? Yeah. Yeah, like it's kind of like that. Except you have the chance to, if you're buying something at the bar, mm-hmm. you can spin it and you have the chance to win more beer or whatever than you've paid oh. for. Apparently Nikolai wasn't much of a drinker, but he ended up winning eight pints of beer. Hmm. So he drank seven of them. Um, he gave one probably to Thomas, but we're not too sure. Um, they also did shots. Nikolai ended up passing out at 3.30 in the morning. Thomas is sort of going in and out of this bar and down to the Hura bar. Mm-hmm down the street that has the party being hosted at it Mm -hmm. and popping into various other places as well. But yeah, Nikolai is like completely written off. Um, He was actually only at the English bar because his friend was a barmaid there and they they seemed to... I've seen some of the messages between the two and it seemed like he was into her and maybe she wasn't into him or something. Like it wasn't over the top. It was just like Hmm. she wasn't really giving off signals like she was interested and he was kind of like messaging her and stuff. Hmm. Like he wasn't pushing. He was just like keen to to chat to her and she's like not really fussed so yeah he's kicked out of the bar and it seems like he's trying to call her and he's not getting through like he calls her a lot we think that thomas was in the hura bar um and we think he probably already spotted berna at this point Mm. and may have been chatting to her and may have been one of the ones involved in convincing her to stay okay um but it's it's not at all confirmed so at this point um, they know they have blood and DNA in the car. We uh, find her ID on the boat, in the mm-hmm. bin, find one of her shoes. Like there's a, a whole bunch of things that don't add up. There were also her fingerprint, his, sorry, Thomas's fingerprints on her um, ID. ID card, yeah. yeah. But it's now eight days later on Sunday, the 22nd of January, when a Coast Guard helicopter caught sight of Berna's body. And it's it's at this really sort of isolated place it's not a town there's there's a lighthouse near it it's about uh 35 kilometers southwest of Reykjavik which is like 22 miles hmm. um Berna's naked body was washed up on the beach um and it, it it was near just like a cove it's it's a stony beach there's nothing really there hmm. um and a few hours later um she was identified and it was Iceland's first ever female police chief who was informed of uh, of who it was. So her name is Sigur Bjork Jorgen's daughter. Yeah, does that sure. sound about right? Sure. At this point, they're trying to build up a timeline of what had happened. And it's thought that Birna was thrown off a bridge by the water by Vogsos. Vogsos? Estuary? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> it's thought she was thrown off a bridge um, about six kilometres away from where she was found. So a couple of miles away. And it would... 
it would make sense that it would take maybe a week before the body would have been washed off because it's really mm. chucked off a bridge on a river. Um, it She was chucked off a bridge on a river potentially and then the river brought her down to the coast into a cove and that's where she ended up oh. washing up on the beach. Okay. Berna suffered pretty severe injuries. Um, her head and her face um, were, were very badly beaten and she would have lost significant amounts of blood. She also had severe mm. bruises to her throat, suggesting she'd been strangled with significant force, but the actual cause of death was drowning. Um, oh. So she was still alive when they threw her off the bridge and she drowned. Um, water was found in her lungs. Because of all the evidence, Thomas was uh, was picked up and initially he told police that he did recognise her. Um, he didn't know who Berna was, but he recognised her from a photo and that he and Nikolai had picked up this woman, Berna, and some other woman um, from the road. So there'd mm. been two of them picked up, but he said that they'd both uh, been dropped off at a roundabout and pointed out where it was and everything else. And later on, he completely changed his story and said he had no idea and never seen her before and they didn't pick anyone up. And Well, <laughs> that's sounds very non-suspicious and honest and wonderful. Yeah, yes. the, um, the whole second woman thing they, they were never able to find anyone else who said they'd been picked up by him or hmm. like the whole thing is very strange he also when they mentioned the places as well that they picked up and dropped them off yeah uh, was that anywhere on the um uh, cctv covered route no so um they didn't admit to picking her up anywhere near where it she would have been according to the CCTV. So even that timeline oh, didn't okay. make that much sense. So it's not even like you can say, oh yeah, that definitely happened. Didn't even add up there. And the roundabout they're talking about it, it again didn't make much sense. Hmm. The other thing is she could have actually just been walking home. It was like a 45 minute walk home. And okay, it was really cold, but she was also dressed quite warmly. Yeah, and I mean, minus five isn't that bad. <laughs> you would say that. I'd be freezing. I mean, if you have proper... Well, you she's know, wearing jeans. Clothes. She's wearing jeans, not like... But yeah, I mean, she's wearing a proper coat. Mm. And um, when Doc she's... Martins, that's, yeah, that's yeah. like pretty sensible footwear. Mm. Um, but yeah, she could have even been walking home because she didn't make it as far as the bus stop. Mm. But yeah, the other thing he, he was saying... Thomas was one minute saying that he'd spoken to her and that she said this, this and this. And they said, oh, well, you, you speak Icelandic. He said, no. Like, well, how do you know she's, that's what she said? And he couldn't explain that. And then he just denied that he even saw her. Um, Not even just say that, no, no, she spoke English. Or... No, like the whole thing was completely bizarre. <laughs> they were also, they were initially asking, you know, who was driving? And he said, I was because... Um, Nikolai was super drunk and he doesn't, you know, he's, he's like, basically he said Nikolai is a sex pest and he was in there trying to like find women and he's really into partying and that's not what I do at all. His criminal record says otherwise, like friends and family say otherwise, but yeah, he's like blaming everything on Nikolai, um, who was kicked out because he was passed out from a bar. So like whatever but yeah so he's like yeah yeah i was the one driving and then they're like so you're the one driving when the girls were picked up and then he changes the story to no it was nikolai driving to oh well i was driving but i didn't get them to get in the car and and then it was no there were no girls and i have no idea what you're talking about the, the whole thing is strange and and then at one point he says both of them drove the car back to the the ferry 15 minutes away it just 
It's just all complete and utter nonsense. I, I just have this lovely idea of two ridiculously drunk people trying to like one sitting in the other's lap and like, no, no, you take the pedals, I'll take the steering wheel. Oh, it was really bad. Um, but yeah, he also said he was the one who got back in the boat and Nikolai was the one who got back in the car and Nikolai was the one who drove off with the car. CCTV shows that just wasn't true. Yeah. The, the whole what thing. Would be the point of lying about that as well? Well, it's been thought that she may have still been alive in the car at that point because mm. if if she, well, she was either um, fine, um, unconscious, and attacked, or or dead. Um, because it was death by drowning. We, we're okay, probably not dead. Um, don't think she was attacked then because the attack was so vicious. It probably would have taken um, more time than that. And they only really lost 15 minutes at this point, so it doesn't make a lot of sense. Struggle makes sense, but full-blown attack probably doesn't. True. Um, true. I guess if he says he wasn't in the car around the time everything went down, he was only around for the abduction, then maybe he thinks he'll get off. Um, throughout the trial, he he pretty much just blamed Nikolai for everything. Mm. Um, he, he stopped talking about a lot of things, but one of the things he kept doing was implying or saying, you know, Nikolai this, Nikolai that, mm. um, or implying that Nikolai was responsible. <laughs> Nikolai only was able to admit that he was so drunk. Um, he remembered seeing an unconscious girl in the back of the car um, whenever he left the vehicle at the ship's mooring, but he couldn't remember anything else. Mm. And... In some ways, that could make sense. However, remember I said he was kicked out of the bar at about 3.30? Mm-hmm. At 3.55, he started calling the friend of his who worked in the bar. And he called her at 3.55, 3.56. And then there was a gap of like 45 minutes. The next time he called was 5.16, then 5.18, then 5.19, then mm. 6.03. Um, so it was another 45-minute gap. Um, yeah, he tried calling at 6.03, 6.04, and then quarter to seven in the morning. And then there's a couple of hours, like three hours gap. He calls her at five to 12 in the afternoon. And it's thought that he was panicking about yeah. what was going on because he probably wasn't driving. Um, there's also reports that he didn't even know how to drive a car. Um, huh. Yeah. <laughs> Especially not in that state as well, I can imagine. Yeah. And the the friend didn't pick up her phone once, but... Yeah, maybe it makes sense that he was trying to call her and call her and call her and call her because he's freaking out. But he was never able to give an explanation for why he called her that many times. The only other moments that were caught on security camera that haven't otherwise been mentioned were at around 10 a.m., Thomas, the one who keeps blaming everything on Nikolai, was caught um, on security cameras cleaning the back of the car. He said to police, this was one thing I think he also said in the trial, that um, he had to drop a package off, but he couldn't tell them what the package was and it was suspected to relate to drug dealing. Um, Mm. And his lawyer really insisted that he shouldn't have to say anything. He actually said, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. And his lawyer said, yeah, if he told you, he'd have to kill you. So he shouldn't be compelled to answer. This is the same lawyer. Your face is hilarious (laughs) right now. This is the same lawyer who said that... um, they shouldn't be charged because there was no reason to compel the boat to return to Iceland and it was out of the police uh, jurisdiction because it was in the water. Like, the boat was in the water, they were leaving the country, they had no, no right they, to... They, yeah. I, I get it, I'm yeah. just making a face at the stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that didn't fly. Um, 
but yeah, he said um, he deliver he had to deliver a package. He wasn't going to say anything about it. Da 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 da. da. Um, and then after that, he had to clean clean a stain in the back of the car. It wasn't blood. It wasn't blood. I swear it's not blood. Um, <laughs> but you know, it smelled bad. And they're like, "What was it?" I'm like, "I don't know. It just smelled bad. I was just cleaning it. Mm. Um, it it could well have been vomit." But yeah, so he was caught on camera, 10 a.m., cleaning that. Hmm. So the trial, now considering all this happened January 2017, you'd think this is still going on. Um, but they seem pretty damn efficient over there. By the 29th of September, there was a verdict. Um, so Thomas was sentenced to 19 years in prison. Now that is for both the murder of Berna, as well as the attempted smuggling of 20 kilos of the hash. Hmm. Um, so... To me, that's a pretty disappointing guilty verdict because 19 years is really not not long enough. I mean, she was 20. Come on. Yeah, just for just for the murder. Like to be honest, the, the smuggling doesn't feel. I don't care. As really pressing in this context, no. Yeah. Um, um, drug smuggling is is actually punishable by up to 12 years in Iceland, um, and for manslaughter, it it would be 16. And manslaughter is what they ended up going for with him. Hmm. So yeah, it could have it could have been a lot higher. I mean, it could have been 28 years that he got if they gave him maximum sentences on both. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, sorry. It's they can do life imprisonment for it. It's just it rarely surpasses sixteen years for manslaughter. Oh, okay. But there was also a, a national, um, you know, outpouring of of love towards every um, to to Berna and to to her family. And you know, there was a shrine set up in the last place she was seen on CCTV. Mm. And um, you know, it was a really big deal, uh, especially in a place where murders so rarely happen. And the the thing that I kept reading over and over again was women in the country were all saying the same thing like it could have been me if it happened to her it could have been me because mm. you know maybe over here um or in or in certain places you might get a bit of judgment for walking home alone at at five in the morning but here in Reykjavik everyone knows one another it's a really safe place it's yeah. it's not uncommon it's normal it's it's something that anyone would do without fear mm. so it is kind of terrifying that especially seeing the CCTV and it does look like she is being followed in some of it by the car or the guys that are, are watching her, oh. which we we don't know if it's them or not, but it, it, it seems like it what is. What you described was pretty creepy picture. Yeah. I, I can show you the CCTV. It's crazy. Oh, please do. Yeah. But yeah, Thomas's family also had to pay um, legal fees and a settlement to Berna's parents. But you know, you're talking about 300,000 US dollars. Mm. Um, so it's 29 million uh, Icelandic krona. But it's, you know, it's, I just find it so sad that he only got 19 years. True. Um, some other interesting things that weren't confirmed were it's suspected that she was drugged whenever she was at the bar. And that's why it could have just been that that moment when the air hits you and the alcohol c- kicks in. But mm. that's... That's not what a lot of witnesses suspect happened. And mm. it's not what her friends suspect happened because you can see the way she behaves um, when she leaves is fairly normal. And she's able to like go into the, the takeaway place and yeah, order food and start eating. Yeah. yeah. It takes about half an hour for hypnol to kick in. And that was about mm. the time window you're talking about between leaving and um, and being really in a bad state. And if you see it, she she cannot hold her head up. She's like going from walking in a straight line to really stumbling around, and mm. she seems disorientated. It's it's really scary, um, and also to to just disappear between two cameras thirty meters apart is like yeah. 
whoa. There was one other thing which I found from this, this guy on YouTube had a really um, interesting series of videos about this. He suggests maybe it's connected to another case from July 2016 in Denmark. Hmm. There's this girl, Emily Meng. She was 17 years old. Um, she disappeared in the early hours of uh, the 10th of July and she wasn't found until Christmas Eve that year. So like five, six months later, um, she was found in a lake and it's it, the case is still unsolved. But I'll spare you the details, but essentially this guy has found enough of a connection that suggests Thomas may have been in the same area at the same time. Oh. And the way that um, the condition Emily Meng was found in would kind of match what uh, happened with Berna as well. Hmm. So... Was it just found or was it also like... Um, the, yeah. I hate the word, but dumped in the same way Yeah, well? she, she was essentially... Her body was dumped in a lake. Uh-huh. Um, it was also suspected sexual assault. It was also um, potentially she was drugged um, mm. and picked up. And the, the same boat was nearby enough and mm. can, and she was found she, sorry she was picked up off the only highway between where the boat would have been and where she was like the the whole thing is really quite scary but yeah. the, the case is unsolved and of course it's um totally a different country again i mean mm. this guy is from greenland um she was from denmark and the case i'm talking about originally was iceland so yeah. it's quite difficult to connect anyway true but yeah that was a a pretty scary one but if you're talking about him being 25 um, after our chat last time, yeah, serial killers do tend to start earlier. Mm. So True. it's quite terrifying. It would be nice if they could connect it just so the family have some kind of closure. Yeah. And so, you know, this maniac isn't still running around. But that's my mm. story this week. It was a good one. It was kind of a roller coaster between the horror and the idiocy of these people as well. Yeah. Like, what? really struck me as well was the fact that yeah you, we have this like the uh, wonderful 30 meter gap between cctvs yeah like perfectly timed there mm-hmm. but this guy obviously had neither thought or well either no thought or uh, no knowledge on the cctv placements when um when he was trying to you know provide his version of events it's it's still kind of crazy that um for all the times he got tripped up by the cctv mm. Is it just pure chance that he didn't get caught on CCTV doing anything? It kind of sounds like it. Yeah. Which is a bit scary as well. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Ugh. No, I, I have nothing to say. I'm just like chilled because <laughs> seeing her walking around and stuff as well and yeah. and just knowing, hey, this is the last time she was seen. And Ugh. she's not in a happy state. I, I know we said the whole, um, like, yeah, we don't really care about the... Um, and the hashish uh, yeah. uh, smuggling, but at the same time, uh, decent scaled drug smuggler probably could get his hands on some stuff as well. Well, twenty kilos, um, in terms of how much that would have been worth in Iceland, you're you're talking about two million US dollars. Hmm. Yeah, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. So yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry about that one. <clears throat> Business opportunities, no. Um, yeah, so he obviously had resources. I mean, mm-hmm. you never know. Maybe he was just um, a drugs mule, but considering he was previously con- convicted um, for dealing, mm. you kind of think he's he's getting a fair bit of profit from this thing. Yeah. Um, 
so maybe he does have the means to and he's 25 it's not like mm. um it's not like he's been around doing this for for decades so ugh. true but yeah oh yeah there was one other bit of cctv that showed him near the golf course so just around the time uh her phone was switched off um it looked mm. like he was getting into the back seat and he was there for a little while so oh, okay um yeah that was one thing that really didn't work in the timeline at all mm. so i'm not i'm not sure what the story is and if it was just a an issue with google translate but he was seen in the back seat of the car at a certain point as well okay. um when he wasn't cleaning a couple of hours before but they never did find the actual phone nope hmm. um they found a few random bits of clothes they found one shoe and the other weird thing about the shoe is Almost all the reports say it was one shoe and there was snow on it. Mm. But some of the reports say it wasn't snowing anywhere near the harbour. So, mm. um, but I mean, it was cold enough that the snow would have stayed. Yeah, but you're yeah. talking about a couple of days later that the shoe is found. So, shoe was covered in snow and then left near the harbour. It, it's just weird. It's yeah. super weird. I'm pretty sure there's no conspiracy um, in terms of someone else being responsible because they also find her DNA all over Thomas. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like all over the clothes from from that night and uh, blood as well as vomit. So that also kind of ties in with potentially there being uh, DNA spatter from vomit mm. rather than blood in the back seat. And the whole thing is kind of unclear. But, yeah. Oh. It's pretty bad. It is quite bad. Uh-huh. But, yeah, disappointing sentence, but when you, um, <laughs> as I do get, like, when things sound, like, too obvious or, like, you were telling about his statements and everything, I was just worried that he would get away um, scot-free. Yeah. But at least, well, at least there was a conviction. Yeah, but you 19 know. years. Yeah. I'm yeah. so disappointed by that. But, yeah, I guess we'll see. I have to look at it as he's his prime both as you know possibly as a relatively young person and as um you know a budding possibly serial killer yeah would be interrupted yeah know, or stopped for a while yeah hopefully at least um if he gets out he'll be under so much scrutiny that he doesn't get away with it but mm. um yeah killer of the seas can you imagine if he is responsible for the danish girl one as well mm. i i definitely can and he gets away with it because he's just going port to port and, mm. you know, he's in rental cars and, okay, yeah, you might find some DNA in there, but if if it's been rented five or six times since, it's pretty difficult yeah. to say who it came from and it's not going to stand up even if it's suspicious. And also the um, her being drugged, if, if you already... Okay, weed and rehypnol are very, very different, but mm. if you have access to one illegal substance, then who's to say you, you can't or you don't have access to another? I think to yeah, me that's exactly. even more compelling. Mm. No, so. no, that's uh, where I was going with the drug dealer thing as well. Um, but um, no, I, we both got distracted by the um, business opportunities, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's true. That was my story this week. See, it is yeah. a bit of a downer. It is a bit of a downer. But I think mine will be more of a downer. Oh, dear. Yes. Okay. So we need to steal ourselves. Um, I think we need a bit of a top-up. Bit of a top-up. Bit up. of a stretch. Yeah. 
Strink, stretch. We'll be right back. Yes. We'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, we're back. We are back. Whoop, whoop. Uh, whoop indeed, whoop indeed. Mm-mm-mm. Finding a place for my notes. And I hope that you can't read them from there because I kind of need to have them angled in your direction. No, I can't. I'm thoroughly cocooned away from everything. Perfect. <sighs> it is kind of a wonderful benefit of uh, the little noise-absorbing shields we have. You get a little... It's cozy as fuck. Shelter, yeah. Yeah. Our little mic and pillow fort. Yeah. Long term, we need a proper pillow fort set up. True. I mean, for recording purposes, not just for coziness. Well, that just gives us a reason to have two separate pillow forts. You know what we should do? We should see if we can um, use the pussy boat in the evenings or something, make a pillow fort there and just be surrounded by cats on the water and record. Cats just digging in. And yeah, on the water as well. Can you imagine? That'd be we perfect. We should look into this. Dear listeners, if you have any connections with uh, the cat boat, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what the cat boat is, Google Pussy Boat, Clean Search, Amsterdam. and uh, <laughs> yeah, Safe search yeah, is important. Pussy Boat. boat. Oh, I, I can never say boat. Well, whatever. Pussy <laughs> Boat. Um, and it's it's like a cat sanctuary on, I think it's on single, right? I cycle past it. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's just, it's like a... Yeah, cat sanctuary hmm. and a floating houseboat, <laughs> as opposed to a sinking houseboat. Anyway, um, it could be hovering, I guess. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? Yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks for supporting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Jonathan, uh, you have a tale to tell. I have a tale, and I shall tell it to you. Yay! Tell me your story. This story is about Gilbert Paul Jordan. I have no idea who that is. Also known as the Boosing Barber. No, I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. I figured this might be something you've heard of, something your listeners might have heard of. So this is in Canada. Okay, where in Canada? Vancouver. <gasps> I was just talking about Vancouver. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so uh, the so-called Gilbert, Gilbert, Paul, Jordan... Uh, he was born Paul Elsie in 1931. Okay. So it was a while ago. But he, um, yeah, he's had a bit of a messy life. So he dropped out of school and basically began drinking when he was 16 years old. Okay. Around the time his uh, parents' uh, marriage was collapsing. And he had apparently stated at some later point, stated himself that he was basically an alcoholic already by that age. Which is rough. Yeah. But his, after this, his uh, long and initially, like, seemingly random crime streak began when he was, uh, I think, 19. Well, that's when he was first caught or convicted at 19. Okay. um, Which was for car theft that year. Uh, And it was very soon padded out with a lot more convictions of uh, theft, assault, and uh, heroin possession as well. Whoa. So, Can jumping up like, the scale a bit. Yeah, a bit of weed or something before we go straight to heroin. Apparently not. But um, even though he went for that possession, I'm not sure if that like remained a thing for him. 
I suppose through the alcohol, which mm-hmm. was a very common thread. Like maybe uh, it was just holding it for a friend. Yeah, it's possible. Mm, it's maybe. possible. Maybe know. you never saw it before. Someone planted it in his uh, pockets. Maybe, maybe he just thought it was like weird candies. Like, is this oh, pop yeah, rocks? Yeah. Oh, I've never had this flavor. Ooh, oh, I don't think I like it. Yeah, he just Hang went to, to borrow it. some sugar from the neighbor, and they oh. picked the wrong bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Oh dear. Uh, I, I have no idea where we're going now, but okay. no, but I'm just per guy. Um, well, like I said, the alcohol was pretty much a red line, mm-hmm. and uh, he was repeatedly charged with uh, drunk driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, 1969, he was even charged twice in the same day for drunk driving. Wow! Which you know you shouldn't really be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> earlier in the 60s, when stuff started getting more serious. He was also charged with kidnapping. Okay. A uh, five-year-old Aboriginal girl was found in his car. Whoa, that's not good. Far away from her home. Um, He was, however, not convicted for this. And uh, there was a stay of proceedings. I tried to look this up, but no details on how, because, well, the kid was there in his car. So um, I have a bit of insight in this. Oh, really? Um... There's a, a massive issue with getting prosecutions in cases involving indigenous indigenous people in really? Canada. Yeah. So native Canadians are massively overrepresented um, within the prison systems, but actually crimes against them are rarely actioned. And oh. it has traditionally been seen by police as a, a sort of issue within their community. So even though mm. she's been abducted by a white guy, doesn't matter. It's not their problem. That that's traditionally been the attitude. It, the more you look into stuff like this, the the more horrifying it is. But the the person you met last week, mm-hmm. one of the people you met last week, mm-hmm. um, both are Canadian. One is Cree, um, so he's uh, yeah an Aboriginal Canadian mm. um, from the Cree Nation, and he had, I mean. I'd read enough about it before to to have a little bit of an understanding, but hearing some of the first hand stuff from him was was yeah harrowing. Really? And yeah, and of course the uh, the other person who's here has um, was a prison officer and is now a parole yeah. officer and has a lot of uh, insight on on yeah how how people are generally treated over there and mm. um, how it's totally different for a white person versus a person of color. So um, yeah, I'm kind of not surprised you can't find that much information on what mm. happened with um, poor little Aboriginal five year old who's abducted by this guy. Also losing all sympathy for him. Oh, well, no, I almost said there is still more to lose, but no, no, you don't need to lose more sympathy, but you can get more, um, let's say, a solid foundation in your dropping of that. Nice. And the uh, Aboriginal thing does explain some other things as well. Yeah? Unfortunately. Oh, shit. After this, so we're talking late 60s and crossing over to the 70s, he started getting charged with more and more uh, crimes of um, sexual assaults and rape nature. Yeah. But he was not convicted for anything of this. <sighs> and like the charges kept just kept piling up, uh, most of them involving alcohol, but uh, there were some random indecency uh, convictions as well, like uh, indecent exposure. I think he went into a courthouse once as well and just... Got his junk out? Uh, no, in the courthouse, it wasn't clear if this was 
for his own session or someone else's. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a lot of, uh, you know, like Nazi saluting and stuff like that. Oh, dear. Um, generally chaotic crimes going on. Um, because, like, that is the only mention of anything. It doesn't look like he was uh, in any kind of, you know, Nazi movement or so. No, he's just being an asshole. Kind of the feeling I'm getting. Wow. So in 1974, mm-hmm. he was finally sentenced for something. He was sentenced to two years okay. for indecent assault. There was an attempt to also have him uh, to have him declared a dangerous sexual offender in 1976. Okay. Uh, but that was denied at the time. Okay. The following year... That, that is after 1976 when he got out and they tried to have him registered. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, charged with uh, several counts, including kidnapping and sexual intercourse with the feeble-minded. I assume that's some sort of euphemism for someone with an IQ below whatever or someone with learning disabilities or... Yeah, it, it was an incident involving a woman that he had taken from a mental institution. Whoa. Yeah. What? What? Kidnapped and or just like I, it's not a very secure facility if he can just take her. It doesn't say. I don't think he like shoved her in a bag, but somehow I know got her out or lured her out or something. But that's wow. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So come on, Canada. I thought you were all right. What happened? Mm. Sorry, I know this isn't representative, but whoa. <laughs> Let's hope not, uh, because it gets worse. Uh, but for this, he was. Um, uh, convicted uh, of the assault and sentenced to 26 months in prison. He didn't appear to suffer too much in prison, though, and it was in prison that he learned to be a barber. Okay. He learned a trade, and he set up shop in uh, the Slocan or Slocan? Slocan barber shop in Vancouver. Okay. I've never been to Vancouver. Oh, me neither. So, I'm going to jump ahead a bit. Okay to the 12th of October in 1987. Okay. So this is a while later. He's, he's had a good 20 years of being a menace. Mm, quite. But, you know, let's say an unhindered menace. Yeah. So in uh, 87 here, mm-hmm. uh, on this night there was an anonymous call reporting a death at the Niagara Hotel in Vancouver. Yeah. And Vanessa Lee Buckner's body was found naked in a room. So Vanessa was like known as like barely a social drinker. She was not one to drink excessively. Mm-hmm. When she was found, she had a blood alcohol level of uh, 0.91. That's pretty damn high. Yeah. So for reference, that's over 11 times the uh, legal driving limit in Canada. And it is double as in as much over the level of where it can be fatal so between oh. 0.4 and 0.5 is there's a risk of oh. it being fatal this is pretty much guaranteed okay um, wow so this raised a lot of flags with the police it's like hey well. she probably didn't do this to herself no it didn't quite look like it Ugh. and um so they traced the call which went to uh, jordan's room at the marble arch hotel okay so during the next month, the police put Jordan under surveillance and in a single week, they observed him trying to coax four Aboriginal women into a state of dangerous intoxication. Whoa. 
So he, he was just ser- thinks they're easy targets. Kind of. So, so what I've just jumping ahead, like, mm-hmm. the the thing you said about yeah. the uh, general attitude there yeah. makes sense because a lot of things, as I understand it, what he was targeting was also like people who might have been alcoholics or or possibly sex workers and not that suspicious uh, circumstances for people with these inclinations, not as likely to write, to raise flags. Yeah, yeah. And what you said with the Aboriginals does raise a yeah, there, extra there were, point. Yeah, there were so many cases where things just weren't looked into and mm. there was also, oh, it, it, you know what, it deserves so much time than we can give it today, but... Yeah. Um, if you've never heard of the 60s scoop, look up the 60s scoop, dear listeners. Um, it's where a whole bunch of uh, Aboriginal kids were taken from their homes and families in Canada and mm-hmm. just basically um, sent off with new families. To The idea was to try to integrate them into sort of white culture. Um, oh. But they, they were completely cut off from their families for years. They weren't allowed to speak their own language. So it meant whenever some of them were allowed to return years later, they couldn't communicate with their families. Um but there, that that's only one part. Like there's so so many shitty, awful, awful things, mm. and uh, the Canadian government, I believe, are still not admitting any guilt in this, um, which is pretty terrifying. But yeah, there, that is there's case after case that has um, been brought to light in recent years that that just highlights how little has really been done to, um, well, to to take care of Indigenous people, and uh, yeah. It, it's it's just it's it's seen as a community issue it's it's really not acceptable it's it's unbelievable so um kind of not surprised when you're saying who he's targeting it's yeah. he sees them as easy targets i thought you were better canada i'm sorry yeah i know i i love canada but my god like mm. come on anyway Eesh. Yeah. uh stories for another day i guess true true we'll do it in canada day Yay! <laughs> good plan, good plan. Um, how was I? Yes. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Single week, uh, four women. So as they were like observing him and listening in, like they could hear him, like very heavily encourage them uh, drinking, going as far as like coaxing them and bribing them to uh, drink more alcohol. Uh, to the point there was some transcripts, and it's just really creepy. Um, of him saying like no no down the whole thing and give you twenty dollars and now fifty dollars and just like pushing like that oh no this is like the oh, do you remember um asshole rich kids who who did um VHS tapes that they called bum fights or something and it was oh um, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just like oh hi we're gonna take advantage of people who you know. Maybe we'll we'll do stuff for money and like oh, anyway. Sorry, um, no, just... no, but that is the same vein basically, but on a single and creepier uh, level here. Uh, but yeah, so I was a bit worried when I read this chronologically uh, and hearing them doing the surveillance. But the police did actually intervene in all four uh, four cases they saw. Yeah, and which was good. Um, and the guy still didn't go, huh? Maybe uh, maybe I should be a bit more careful. Apparently not. You know, if, if first you're stopped, heroin. then try three more times while the police are watching. I don't know. I assume uh, he was stopped from doing turn number five. Well, so the um, the very uh, 
last time uh, he tried doing this, he was finally arrested in the act as well. So his last attempted victim, mm -hmm. uh, the woman had lost consciousness from drinking with him. Wow. Uh, when the police entered the room, they broke in, and Jordan was lying on top of her, forcing the contents of a large bottle of vodka down her throat as he was wow. unconscious. That's so they insane. arrested him, unfortunately. Well, yeah, but... Mm. It's like, kind of a bit late. Oh, it is way more late uh, than you think now, because like after he was properly arrested, there was a bit of a revelation going coming up in regards to his uh, MO, basically. So he had a lot of times lured um, uh, women to cheap hotel rooms or to his barber shop. Yeah. Where he pushed a lot of alcohol on them and um, in many times also raping them. Wow. In his actual barber shop, mm -hmm. three women had already died of alcohol poisoning. And had, um, they hadn't been connected before? It was in his shop, but they were ruled... Um, just accidental deaths, like hmm. just ODs, like they drank too much. Kind of. Whoa. So this was three uh, between July in 82 and June of 85. Whoa. Uh, each death was apparently investigated by coroner, but no, there was no criminal investigation. And uh, there were also other uh, connections later that they made through, uh, which was basically left, people left dead in hotel rooms. Yeah. Um, so what is believed to be his first victim was uh, Ivy Rose Oswald, an English switchboard operator, I guess. Mm -hmm. So her naked body was found in a Vancouver hotel room in 65. Whoa, he started a long time before he was caught. Yeah really did. Uh, so her blood alcohol level was at 0 0.51, I think. So not as bad as the first one that arose suspicion, but still pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, lethal possibly, level. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But no, her death was uh, ruled to be accidental and stayed that way for the 22 years until all this came to light. So in the... Oh, yes. Uh, Side note on this, because that was probably the first victim. Mm -hmm. And looking back on this, you can see that a few days after her death was when Paul, you remember how I said his um, uh, birth name was uh, Elsie. Yeah. A few days after she died was when he applied to have his surname legally changed to Jordan. Wow. Mm. Uh, but in the end, it looks like Jordan murdered at least between eight or ten women. Uh, it's difficult with confirmations, but something yeah. like that. And there were no further convictions on that end. Um, another note, mm. a lot of um, deaths and crimes against indigenous people are not reported to the police there as well. Mm. So if you're saying eight to ten, if he's targeting um, Aboriginal people, mm -hmm. then it's probably a lot higher. It's Very just if, if the police aren't doing anything to help, why would you bother waste time reporting to them in the first place? So how many, whoa, that's yeah. terrifying. How many do, do we just not know about? I don't know. I, know. I, I would hope that since he's either had them in his barber shop uh, or in others' hotels, I would hope that They're even if fond. that is the mentality, yeah. that most people would rather report it than oh, well, I guess I'll need to get rid of this body because the police won't care. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that most of them have been reported, but 
then it's also being able to connect into him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but after, uh, fortunately, he was finally arrested and he was charged with uh, murder mm-hmm. for Buckner's death. Okay, good. He was only convicted of manslaughter. Which I can kind of understand because in the 80s, mm. what I mean, if it's not cocaine and if it's not a gun, then is it really murder? Like, yes, it is. <laughs> okay. I hadn't heard that summary, but I can see it. <laughs> that's that's uh, how I'm feeling about the 80s. I'm, I'm feeling a bit melancholy today. <laughs> fair um, I thought we were happier with the whole... Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm no. infuriated. <laughs> fair enough. This fair is enough. horrible. It really is. But um, good choice. I, I've never heard this. No, so... Um, to run off, where was I? Yes, uh, convicted of manslaughter. Yes. But uh, so first they tried to uh, appeal the conviction, but mm-hmm. that was fortunately denied. But after it went through, um, a second appeal was approved to reduce his 15 year sentence to nine years. Seriously? That's ridiculous. And he was released after six years. No! Mm-hmm. This scumbag, mm-hmm. the absolute scumbag. I know he had a crappy upbringing, but dude, you you've lost all sympathy a long time ago. I don't have exact uh, confirmation of this, but from my, what I understand, he had a really good lawyer. So apparently, at some point after he had gotten his uh, barbershop, he had gotten an inheritance, thing, yeah, which he had invested apparently very successfully mm-hmm. so he had gotten a lot of money and um, he could afford really good lawyers okay even though the few things i've heard from them sound kind of insane but apparently it worked so six years served he was released on probation yeah uh, not to leave vancouver island um however so uh, the six years this would have been then 95 ish yeah i suppose so in june 2000, mm-hmm. he had yet again been charged with sexual assault, assault, negligence, causing bodily harm, and administering a noxious substance, alcohol. Uh, so, so people don't learn. No. And at this point, Jordan tried to change his name again. Good luck with that. Which almost could have gone through because back then they weren't... Um, they weren't doing like a criminal records check or fingerprinting when you legally change your name. Okay. But fortunately, this oh, was... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. What? Just, sorry, delayed reaction there. <laughs> but fortunately, this was caught and they did kind of a hasty patching of the loophole. Yeah. And then he just dropped his um, application once all of that would have followed him regardless. Yeah. Because, um, you know, why bother? Mm-hmm. Two years later, 2002... He was arrested again for breach of probation because he was found drinking and in the presence of a woman while in possession of alcohol. He's that was conditions that was of his conditions. Yes. Wow. Good for them. Like, I mean, no. fair enough. Clearly, he shouldn't be around either. But no, <laughs> no, they, they, there were a lot of specific points regarding the um, uh, probational rules. I've just never heard um, anything quite like that before. Yeah, but uh, but no, he, he went straight back there regardless, and he got 15 months in jail, followed by three years of probation with strict conditions. Um, however, in 2004, Jordan was arrested again. Uh, what I guess what he was doing? Drinking. 
around a lady. Yes. And oh. also getting a lady to drink too much. Uh, he, he was drinking with a woman called Barb Buckley, who since before had a serious drinking problem. And he tried to coax her, but um, like she was in the end taken to the hospital uh, in the end thing. of the night by friends and employees. I mean, it's better than the alternative, but yeah. it's still pretty bad. Yeah. But for some reason, he was acquitted of those charges. Nice. So the police instead issued a public warning, mm -hmm. basically describing him, his MO, his convictions and his restrictions. Yeah. And um, it is a bit long, so I'm not going to read all of it, but it does sound rather like they're really fed up with this guy and they want everyone to know to stay away from him. Okay. Uh, so like full description, full name, everything. And then the conditions like, no, no, he, he is subject to court-ordered conditions, including abstain absolutely from the consumption of alcohol not to be in the company of any female person or persons in a place where alcohol is being either consumed or possessed by that person or persons uh, etc like dude can't be trusted uh definitely not so this was in 2004 and fortunately as far as we know that was the last instance after this nothing happened um he couldn't get anything to happen, I would assume, until, well, not until, but finally in 2006. I hope this is going to end where I think it's going to end. Uh, Jordan died. Yay! Yes. It's about bloody time. Uh, I think that would have been 74 years. Like, unless he, he started doing something really fucking good with his life, then guy guy just needs to go away. <sighs> Definitely needed to go away. Uh, didn't do anything good either, as I can tell. Um, I'm going to assume, like, I tried to find uh, info on how he actually died, but I'm going to assume just age and probably a lot of um, alcohol consumption. Uh, yeah. as before, which probably didn't make him better. But no, I could just find um, basically the obituary thing. Yeah. The magazine was all I saw, which uh, was just, yeah born with this name currently this name died this old he oh how do you say it? he was survived by a yeah, brother survived by so apparently he had a brother which not beloved probably, by probably probably uh distanced himself a bit there yeah, survived by brother mm. so and so said wow. he was a wonderful stand-up guy nah probably not no <laughs> wow yeah but but no the, this entire thing is really horrible with taylor preying on people and then getting away with it that's horrible so much yes on the plus side i'm glad it ends with him being dead and not with him being in prison for 19 years well yes or well well my guy was 19 years so that's why i say that yeah no, no i i do remember i do remember oh. i was just like a part of me was kind of afraid as i read through here that since he made the investments he obviously had money well yeah. hopefully the lawyers took all the money yeah which is something i don't say often um, <laughs> well this is a day for saying <laughs> yes oh, but wow. uh, no i was slightly worried when he just like kept getting off that he like no continue making good investments getting a lot of money buying mm -hmm. an island somewhere and just living out his life like no, no you no. don't deserve this no uh but that did not happen so that's that's something that's at least something mm. i don't think there's any way we can make it happier no. um so may I suggest tequila? Yes. 
<laughs> I know we, we, we didn't agree to tequila, but I'm now thinking tequila is the best possible option in this case. I think tequila is a good For term. some reason, tequila is like, um, I don't know, it's like mascara thinner. It's just makes you want to have a bit of a cry, but it also... I thought that was gin. Well, for me, for me, gin's, gin's pretty okay social drink. Um, mezcal or uh, tequila is like... Things are sad. Things aren't good. Let's um, <laughs> let's have another drink and, and pretend everything's going to be fine, even though it might not be. Fair enough. Are you up for I tequila? So, I so no, I so rarely have um, have like proper tequila drinks. Yeah. The majority of the tequila I've drank has just been uh, straight up. Yeah. In my life. Uh, still reminds me of the um, what was I think it was my no, it might have been third or fourth day in Tokyo, where I lost a. Um, uh, a shot race a shot race yeah. is that where you have a whole bunch of them lined up and you just yeah, who I, th- finishes I think we first? had six shots and then you just go through them um i mean which, you're you're massive what happens if you comb down you're gonna take out like a whole bunch of people with you it kind of I, I remained on my feet but uh, that was a very long evening it was a good night though we should do a shot race not not now but <laughs> should we now yeah i think mm. so maybe like to celebrate a next big milestone in the podcast oh yeah yeah. I, I don't know where this came from or if it's actually a thing. Uh-huh. But if we do like an um, IKEA version of a Long Island iced tea. What's an IKEA version of it? I mean, self assembly. So you just have every oh, ingredient. Oh, dear. In. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And also, that's <laughs> hilarious. But uh, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> Although, also quite funny. So then you have like six shots um with a slice of lime and coca-cola chaser mm. yeah well long island iced tea only needs four of the five spirits mm. yeah so there are five spirits i think you can use in a long island iced tea and you typically only use four of them oh i thought five was standard i don't think oh. so we should look it up yeah, yeah. um yeah <laughs> no um but yeah let's do that Next big milestone we hit in the podcast, let's do a shot race. And then we tell our stories and it'll be like um, my drunk podcast. Um, but yeah, so if you've enjoyed this, tell your friends, spread the word, mm-hmm. tell anyone who you think might enjoy the podcast. And uh, and yeah, maybe you'll be lucky enough to hear us doing, uh, doing a shot race in a few weeks. Um, if, it's, if it's pure carnage, then we'll just stick it on Patreon or something instead. Yeah, true, true. Um, Good plan. Okay. You're up for tequila, though. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, yes. I okay, am. I'm no. doing tequila. Let's go. Let's go grab drinks. I can't remember now. Me neither. No, I'll have to look it up. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, anyway, this is our um, Pink Cliffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's pink grapefruit liqueur, uh, white tequila, lime, mint, and a bit of sugar. And a whole lot of ice. Yeah. <laughs> it's all muddled over ice. Mm. I really hope the pictures go, come out great because this, like, it's not glamorous or extravagant, but it looks so cozy and delicious. It is very simple, but it's, um, mm. yeah, well, cheers. Let's have some. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. That's tequila. <laughs> <Do> you, oh dear. 
In a bad way, that's tequila? Not in a bad way. Like, I was kind of looking forward to trying it, but um, as in trying something with tequila, because it feels like ages. But the tequila hit me first, and then there was a weird sloping down through the grapefruit and into the more limey and clean and fresh citrusy with a bit of sweetness on the end. Yeah, it's... um. I'm still trying to take a picture. <laughs> um, I like it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little hint of pink. <laughs> it's a good pink. The mint... I think it's just mint and lime and ice makes it really fresh and... Oh no, I'm not gonna force it into any kind of coastal thing, but it's, yeah. Are you it's sure good. you're not going to? <laughs> mm. Well, I want to, because mm. you know me. Pretentious at anything. Don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have this again. I would have this many times in a summer day. In fact, I will continue to do it. Mm. Um, I really love tequila, though. You're looking at me like, are you okay? <laughs> no, no, that was just a nod, like, okay, this is completely fine. Um, I had a... I had a friend who tried to teach me how to drink tequila, like enjoy it, like whiskey, like mm-hmm. sip it. And I could never really get the knack for it, but I do really, really like it. So. I love how you say get the knack for, you know, a matter of taste. I don't know. Something. It's it's like muscle memory. You just, your wrist wants to, to flick it. You want to just... <laughs> <laughs> like, where's what? my salt? Where's where's the saturate? No, we, we actually did it with with salt and lime. And there there was... Um, really? Yeah, he described oh. the theory behind it. It's it's to bring out different flavors in it. No, no, no that, that I get. But so I have difficulties seeing that in a like sipping session. Well, it's like having... Um, it's like doing wine pairings, right? Yeah, true, true. It's the same thing. Hmm. But, yeah. Okay, I, I might just be prejudiced towards tequila in general. Well, now I have that salsa tequila song in my head, and it's like the 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 Spanish song that all it is is like a bunch of random Spanish words against like a, a oh, summer dancey tune. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I remember now. I kind of, I didn't know it existed. And once I found out it existed, I was both horrified and so entertained. And and I kind of, I don't want to, but I kind of love it. That's Salsa allowed. and tequila. <laughs> In the same way it's allowed to like tequila. Mm. Um, oh. Well, you've been listening to Crime by the Bar. You have. It's, uh, uh, two it's, crimes and a drink. Yeah, two crimes and a drink. That's what we do on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. On Fridays, we, we know the weekend's going to be carnage anyway, so we feel no need to encourage you further. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from our constant sipping and uh, slurping of, you know, the get us through the horror drinks. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. Well, on this note, I think we should go. Yeah, this was, um, no, it was a tasty drink. I don't think we need, well, we definitely don't need me to say anything more about it. Yeah, so... Um, Thank you for joining us and thank you for listening. Yeah, um, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, it's Crime by the Bar. Or you can contact us by email with your stories or let us know what drinks we should have or um, what we should talk about next time. Mm. Just send that to crimebythebar at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can check out our website for all the fun extras, including our cocktail recipes at www.crimebythebar.com. And that's it. That's it. So we'll see you on Friday. Yeah, see you on Friday. Have a good week. Have a good week and bye. Bye.
is our Tuesday, well, Tuesday episode, full-on episode. Full-on episode in your ear holes. Mm. Enjoy. Ew. No? Ew. Okay, yeah, I know. They're jamming it in their ear holes. <laughs> Who listens to this shit? You're not like, making it better. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you need another drink there, sweetheart? <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh dear. <laughs> right, enough of this bullshit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>